You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they all got started in the game, and, of course, where they are now. So... What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? I hope you guys are having a great, great day so far. Uh, I hope you guys have been practicing proper social distancing and have been consistently washing your hands and taking the necessary precautions to keep yourself safe and healthy during these um, interesting times, for sure, that we're going through with this whole global pandemic. Once again, this is, uh, yeah, this is the second time that we're actually coming to you from a home recording. Uh, So yes, again, I do apologize if the sound quality isn't as good as it used to be. But uh, here at TKO, we will try our best to keep delivering the best content to you ever so that even if you are staying at home and working from home, then you have the time of your lives uh, so that we keep you guys entertained um, at all times. Anyways, so that's what's what's definitely been up for most people. Um, I really do want to talk about... Uh, some of the interesting things that I've been noticing with this whole social distancing thing. And this is kind of almost unprecedented. I never really thought that physical proximity and not necessarily talking about touching or anything like that, but just being close to a person, at least just standing or sitting next to a person um, and how much that by itself would affect um, you feeling like emotionally close to that person. Obviously, you guys know with social distancing, you have to maintain a physical distance of about two meters between yourself and anybody else. Doesn't matter if it's a stranger, if it's um, someone you see down the street, if it's your family member, if it is your friend, doesn't really matter. You have to maintain this two meter um, uh, distance between yourself and that other person. But honestly, like I said, I never really thought of how important it was for us humans to um, have um, some sort of a physical proximity with the person that we're communicating with. And uh, I think that's definitely been something that I've been noticing and something that I think we all have actually taken for granted for, for all of our lives. And it isn't until moments like this that we do realize how important those small things are um, as to how they will help us develop and um, improve our relationships with other people around us, people that we care about, our friends, our family, um, and how, um, yeah, how we actually have to keep it in our minds and um, respect it and appreciate it while it's around. And not to be a Debbie Downer, but uh, you guys, uh, I really hope that all this um, is over very soon and that we all get back to our regular lives. Um, For me personally, I think I've been uh, at home for almost about like 14 days now. Um, You guys already know universities in Ontario, they've mostly moved their classes online. And uh, so, yes, it is a lot of assignments, just um, uh, doing them at home at this point for most of us university students out here. 
But other than that, of course, you have to find something to keep yourself going, keep yourself entertained while you're doing all that productive work and,、um, you know, taking care of the things that. You had to still accomplish before all this、um, global pandemic was around.、Uh, but yes, like I said, you have to find interesting hobbies to keep yourself going and to keep yourself entertained、uh, when, when you do have some free time、um, at your hands. And for sure, I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of free time on their hands while they're at home working from home. So, yes, this is one of the main reasons why、um, I will try my best to keep coming to you guys. Every single week while we're going through、um, these tough times,、um, at least just、um, put out a half an hour episode every week, like we used to before this whole、um, pandemic thing.、Um, definitely keep myself insane,、uh, excuse me, keep myself sane um, by um, doing TKO every week. And I hope you guys, TKO Nation, all of our、um, fans and supporters, also have a great time as well while we keep doing these、uh, weekly episodes for you guys、um, during these times. So, anyway, enough, enough of that.、Um, I actually have a few things to talk about today regarding how some, some、uh, at least combat sports athletes, have been dealing with this whole、um, global pandemic. What the future holds for some of the Events that are coming close with regards to some of the pay per view events that the UFC is supposed to have、um, in the upcoming weeks and in the next month. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about、um, the viewpoint of some of the athletes now that they mostly have to train at home, not really go to the gym, and、um, you know, how, what, what their whole take on this whole issue is. So, we're definitely going to be talking about that. But also, as always,、uh, like I said last week, I really do want to give you guys that weekly slash daily dose of motivation because I feel like now it is the most important time that we keep delivering these important um, um, messages to you guys every single week. So, yes, depending on how much time we're going to have for this week,、uh, we're definitely going to be getting into a few of those things and a few tips that I can personally give you guys about how to keep yourself entertained. And how to、um, mentally and emotionally take care of yourself while we're all, at least most of us, are staying at home, practicing social distancing. So, now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so actually, a lot has been going on. Um, for the past week, like I said, a lot of、um, news headlines have come out. Uh, regarding the obviously the most important、uh, event that is supposed to happen in the upcoming days with UFC's two,、uh, UFC's pay per view event, UFC 249,、uh, that was supposed to be headlined between a great light, lightweight championship bout between the current champion, of course, Khabib Nurmagomedov, and Tony Ferguson. So here's the thing. So We have yet to hear from the UFC about where they would like to have this whole UFC 249 card. What we do know, again, just a recap, is that Dana White, the president of the UFC, has actually announced that this fight will happen. This whole fight card will take place. They just don't know where it's supposed to happen. So they are actively currently searching for a venue. Um, but no updates yet. And you guys already know this event was originally supposed to happen on April 18th, which is not that far anymore. It's about、um, less than a month away. 
So hopefully, um, and honestly, listen, even as the most hardcore, hardcore fan of mixed martial arts and specifically of the UFC, I, I mean, who doesn't want to see that great fight between Khabib and Tony and all the other fights that were supposed to happen on the preliminary card and um, as the undercard of that whole UFC 249 fight card? Of course, who wouldn't want to see all those great, great fights, but... As a human, of course, you have to realize that some things might not be feasible at this point in time and that um, you, you will all have to understand that they are trying their absolute best to put on um, a, a good show while um, taking care of the, the health and safety of the fighters, um, most importantly of all. So definitely something that we all respect and appreciate as hardcore fans um, uh, from the world of mixed martial arts overall and specifically of the UFC. So shout out to the UFC for still deciding to make these fights happen despite all despite the fact that all sports organizations have shut down all their events and postponed all their events until further notice but the UFC is I dare say one of the only sports organizations that is actively trying to make their events still take place even if they're not gonna have people in the audience people in the crowd they still want to broadcast those fights and those events to their fans so we're honestly really really grateful to the UFC and we really hope that um, they will actually have this thing worked out but speaking of that speaking of the Khabib and Tony Ferguson fight so we all know that Daniel Cormier, the former lightweight, uh, excuse me, the light heavyweight and former heavyweight champion of the UFC, who's currently, um, and he's actually been uh, for a long time, a teammate of um, Khabib Nurmagomedov, he's come out and said that he, out of all people, he wants this fight um, to take place, um, even, if it, if an, even if it has to take place behind closed doors. He is saying that... Um, he doesn't know that uh, he's going to continue, like the fights are going to continue uh, after this whole UFC 249 fight card. Depending on how successful that whole fight card is going to be, Daniel Cormier, as a person who does um, active commentary for the organization, a person who's been so involved with the organization and has been fighting for such a long time, obviously he has some insights, he has connections inside the organization, inside the UFC, and this is what he is saying, he's saying to all the news outlets and to all the fans out there. So he's saying that he, he knows for sure and he wants this fight between Khabib and Tony Ferguson to take place 100%. He's just not sure that all the other fights that were scheduled for any time after that will still take place. And that he's saying that he he would have to wait and see. And honestly, all of us would have to wait and see if um, this potential um, fight card behind closed doors for UFC 249 is going to be as successful as um, other pay-per-view cards, at least um, so far. So yes, that is definitely Daniel Cormier's um, take on this whole issue. And like I said, um, I, I, I really, as a, as a hardcore fan, you would honestly pay everything to to wait and see this fight between Tony Ferguson and Khabib Nurmagomedov. Because I already know um, if you have been catching up with how many times this bout between Khabib and Tony Ferguson has been rescheduled 
in the in the past, it's been rescheduled four times. It was supposed to happen four times, but it didn't happen because of so many different reasons. And now here we are for the fifth time. I feel like the UFC would do anything to have this fight take place, regardless of the outcome. They just want this fight to take place. They just want to break the curse, so to speak. And um, honestly, who doesn't? We just want to see what will happen when we have these two legendary guys fight each other finally in a in a uh, face-to-face fight. And uh, specifically for the fighters too. <coughs> Excuse me. I actually saw this video of Tony Ferguson on Instagram and, um, you know, with this whole COVID-19 thing going around, all the recreational um, facilities are shut down, all the gyms are shut down. And so if you you really do want to put in work and work out, you have to do it at home. And uh, I, I saw this video of Tony Ferguson uh, just, just being in his own world, you guys know Tony Ferguson. He, it doesn't matter to him if there's a, you know, a, a, a whole pandemic going on, or if there's like zombies outside. He does not care. He'll go in and he'll train twenty four seven. So this video that I saw, I'm sure, um, if you go on his um, uh, social media page, you will also see the video for for yourself. Um, I think he was wrestling with the safe box. But it looks so, so weird. It looked like, um, it was like a fake safe box so that he was just throwing it around and, you know, going on top of it, wrestling with it. But I'm like, how is this possible if it was a real safe box, like actually heavy and filled with stuff inside of it? Um, it it would definitely have to be much, it would look much rigid, much more rigid and much more harder to lift and throw around. But literally Tony Ferguson was throwing the safe box around as if it was just like a regular dummy that it would practice with for like, um, drills for his wrestling. So that was honestly, that was so, so good to watch. And it's those tiny things that you see and come across on social media, specifically, uh, out of the people that you respect the most and you love the most, people like Tony Ferguson, um, it just brightens up your mood and, of course, your day. So definitely, that is something that Tony Ferguson <laughs> is doing. And uh, I don't think there will be any any way or any reason that would actually impede Tony Ferguson, first of all, from training and from having this fight finally against Khabib Nurmagomedov, unless some other things, some other catastrophe takes place and for whatever reason we cannot have this fight happen again. But um, considering all the conditions that we're facing right now with the global pandemic and all the regulations that we're facing, all the limitations with training and not being able to regularly go to the gym and properly and fully train for your fight, uh, I still think that both guys want it so, so bad and they don't really care if it's just one person in that room that they're fighting who's going to be cheering, cheering for them or honestly, if the two have their fight in someone's backyard or like in someone's basement because that's just how keen both guys are to have finally had this fight against one another. So one thing for sure, I'm personally really looking forward to whatever update is going to come out of this whole situation with the potential new venue that is going to be um, announced very soon about where the UFC is actually going to be having this whole UFC 249 fight card. But any information that we get, we'll definitely share here on TKO. 
So, okay, since we already talked about Tony Ferguson and Khabib Nurmagomedov, I thought it would be nice to just pull up their records and talk about some of the recent fights that the two guys have had and just to do a little bit of comparison. So, obviously, um, especially because online, if you go online, a lot of people are doing this and... They're saying that, oh, um, a lot of people that Khabib specifically has fought, um, they're not, they, they weren't really at the top or something like that. So they're trying to almost discredit Khabib Nurmagomedov's wins so far at this point, at least some of his most recent wins, which I definitely personally do disagree with. So to, to settle all disputes, I thought, why not just give it a try on today's episode? So we're just going to be talking about um, the, some of the most recent fights that each of these guys have had so far and uh, their, their notable uh, opponents and whatnot. So I was going through the records. Obviously, Khabib has been undefeated so far. He is 28-0. and 0. Unbelievable. There's nobody else in, in the UFC roster who's had as much experience as Khabib and uh, has actually a perfect professional record on his career. So pretty, pretty um, um, unbelievable. And one of the main reasons why a lot of people regard Khabib Nurmagomedov as one of the greatest to have ever walked into the octagon. So talking about some, at least uh, the top... Um, not top, but like the most recent opponents that Khabib has faced so far. You guys already know he beat people like Dustin Poirier. He he beat Conor McGregor, of course, Ali Quinta, Edson Barboza, Michael Johnson, um, Rafael Dos Anjos, and a lot of people like that. But to me personally, if you go on the UFC roster and look at their top ranked. Um, uh, contenders um, these are definitely some of the names that you will see for yourself Um, people that are most successful at least in the lightweight division and Khabib Nurmagomedov has been able to defeat all of them and so to the people who still doubt the abilities and the skills of Khabib Nurmagomedov Listen, man, you need to take some time and go on that roster and just double check the names that Khabib, like the people that Khabib have, uh, Khabib has completely demolished and double check those names on the current UFC roster. A lot of those names are some of the top contenders in the lightweight division. So for that reason, and if you simply also go and watch some of Khabib's most recent fights, like just watch those fights for yourself, you'll definitely see that Khabib is no one to be messed with at all. So I understand like those people who discredit Khabib Nurmagomedov could be fans of Tony Ferguson's, but I feel like to be um, like he could be the most hardcore fan of a certain fighter, but still respect and appreciate everything that the other person has brought to the game. So for me personally, I absolutely adore and love both Khabib and Tony Ferguson. They're both um, amongst my at least top five favorite fighters of all time. Um, but I still root for both of them and I will never try to say something, um, that would imply that I'm trying to discredit the other guy because I, I am rooting for the guy that I'm rooting for. So I will never do that. And I would definitely encourage all of you guys to be objective, be open-minded. And if you truly want to see if, um, if you like, uh, the, the fighting style of one guy over the other, 
or maybe the other way around, you can definitely, um, because I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of free time on their hand right now, staying at home and whatnot, make sure that you watch those videos for yourself and just, um, just try to decide for yourself, okay? That's all I have to say about that. So anyway, those are some of the top contenders that Khabib Nurmagomedov has been facing off against. And interestingly enough, um, I talked about Michael Johnson, um, uh, who Khabib actually defeated uh, at UFC 205. And I believe, I would actually argue that that was the uh, most important turning point in Khabib's career because if you if you do look at Khabib's um, uh, record and the people that he fought after fighting Michael Johnson, they've all been top contenders, like absolutely top contenders. People that you would read their names and you would absolutely um, recognize and you're like, oh wow, I can't believe Khabib actually fought Conor McGregor. I can't believe Khabib fought Dustin Poirier or Edson Barboza. Uh, one of the best um, uh, strikers and kickers of all time, at least in the UFC roster at the moment. So, um, yes, uh, the Michael Johnson fight was definitely a turning point in uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov's career, which, which I was saying, interesting in, interestingly enough, okay, um, Tony Ferguson was actually defeated by Michael, Michael Johnson in May of 2012. And I don't want to make a big deal out of this because ever since that loss against Michael Johnson, Tony Ferguson has had uh, uh, unstoppable uh, wins over his uh, opponents, wins, notable wins over people like Josh Thompson, uh, Lando Venata, Rafael Dos Anjos, Kevin Lee, Anthony Pettis, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, all those people like that. It, it was all of those wins that followed after that after that loss against Michael Johnson. Okay, so um, and actually, something something to consider is that that loss that he had, the loss that Tony Ferguson had against Michael Johnson, it was through a unanimous excuse me a unanimous decision loss. So it wasn't like Tony Ferguson was submitted, God forbid, or even knocked out in that fight. It was a decision loss, and I feel like. Um, Again, that loss too uh, through Michael Johnson, uh, that was also another tur turning point in Tony Ferguson's career because that actually allowed him to go back into the camp, uh, into his training camp, work on his weaknesses, and just come out and absolutely demolish his opponents after that. And he has yet to be defeated after that loss that he had in 2012 against Michael Johnson. So, Talking about Khabib Nurmagomedov, Tony Ferguson, and now this third person, this third third point of this um, fighting triangle, should I call it, Michael Johnson. So Khabib won over Michael Johnson. His career literally just took off. And then Tony Ferguson had his loss over Michael Johnson in 2012, and he too um, his career took off after that. So Michael Johnson is definitely um, an interesting person to to consider at least when you're looking back on the on the professional records of both of these guys of course um, they, both guys I feel like they've made so many changes to their fighting styles and their um, whatever they have to bring uh, into the octagon every time they fight but um, it seems like Michael Johnson whenever the two have had a fight against Michael Johnson it's definitely taught them something that will make them um, uh, so much better in their upcoming fights so I thought that was definitely something interesting that I, I noticed and I thought I, I would share with you guys so yeah sure why not I mean 
at this point, if the two guys want it, and I, I'm sure like they've they've been working on um, how to beat the other guy for Tony to to how to beat Khabib in his wrestling game and for Khabib on how to beat Tony in his stamina and also submission and uh, also striking skills. Tony Ferguson is a very, very well-rounded fighter. And if Khabib gets his hands on you and he takes you down, then you can consider it over for yourself. So because of all those things, I, I really, really wish that the UFC would make this fight happen. And I'm sure they will because the fighters want it, the, the uh, Dana White wants it, the whole organization wants it, and I'm sure all the fans want it as well. So all we have to do is to wait and cross our fingers so that the UFC finally comes up with a um, nice venue so that they can actually make this fight happen behind closed doors. So yes, uh, I am really happy that I actually got to talk about all that. Uh, but again, in upcoming weeks, depending on uh, how much progress we make with our event making and whatnot and the new regulations being imposed on us um, by the government and how that would affect sports events, we might talk about Khabib versus Tony Ferguson even in more depth so definitely stay tuned for that but uh, like I said there's a lot of headlines out there um, regarding how some fighters are coping with this whole global pandemic um, talking about Jose Aldo actually so Jose Aldo too he has a fight coming up at UFC 250 I believe it is and uh, I think that fight card is happening in early May so he has also said that depending on how the UFC 249 fight is um, uh, supposed to turn out with the pay-per-view buys and all that um, and all the um, uh, extra things that happen behind the scenes, then he'll figure out how things will potentially go down with UFC 250. Um, they're hoping to have a similar um, context, I should say, for UFC 250 so that Jose Aldo is still able to fight Henry Cejudo for um, his belt at uh, uh, at the bantamweight division at 135 pounds at UFC 250. And having said that, because Jose Aldo, of course, he lives in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and uh, honestly, there's a lot of lockdown and um, business and gym shutdowns happening around the world, and Sao Paulo is no exception. So Sao Paulo, all gyms in Sao Paulo have been shot down, um, honestly, most gyms in Brazil. So Jose Aldo has had to move things to his own house and train, um, train his whole fight camp at his own house. And uh, after an interview, he said that um, he's doing really well and that he, he's sparring actually with um, a bunch of other guys who've been tested for COVID-19 and they've tested negative. And um, he's saying that they're all doing their normal training and that in his own, own gym, um, they're just um, sparring and practicing jujitsu. And he's saying that everything's fine because nobody's actually tested positive for the virus. So he's saying that he's not really concerned about that. Uh, what he is concerned and worried about, though, is not the fight. And he's saying that he's mostly uh, scared of not being able to make weight, which I think is really interesting because Jose Aldo, if you guys remember, he used to fight at 145 pounds and now he has to fight at uh, 10 pounds less at 135 pounds. So, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if, Jose Aldo is able to make weight for this potential fight that he's going to have potentially again 
behind closed doors for UFC 250 against uh, Henry Cejudo. But that is definitely how he is coping with this whole situation. And um, talking about another fighter, you guys all know Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight, um, the knockout artist. Um, he has also tested for COVID-19 and he's thankfully tested negative for the virus. And he's saying that he's really hopeful that he gets to fight um, his opponent, Rosenstruck, in, um, uh, he, in a... In a um, empty spot for UFC 249 because his uh, he was originally supposed to have a UFC fight night on ESPN in the upcoming weeks, but all those events obviously got canceled. So he's hoping that he gets to have, finally have his fight against Rosenstruck um, as one of the undercard fights on UFC 249. But I guess we'll wait and see what will happen with that. But if anything happens, you guys, I'll definitely let you guys know. I'll definitely keep you guys updated with everything that you need to, uh, you need to know about sports events uh, amid this whole global pandemic. And once again, make sure that you take care of yourselves and that um, you wash your hands and practice social distancing. But most importantly, take care of yourself physically emotionally and mentally okay that is all that matters so unfortunately i'm just looking at the clock right now uh that is all the time we're gonna have for this week make sure that you go to cfru.ca to catch up with our previous episodes and then you can also go to our soundcloud and itunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well and until next time it's your girl janan right here and this is tko peace out